0: Block Talk Radio Phoenix, I just opened the bottle. You ready to get the show started?
1: Okay, be right there. You ready?
0: Okay. We're the witches next door. door. Hey Phoenix, how's it going?
1: Hello.
0: Welcome back. Thank you. It's uh we, we missed the show there, which um makes it feel like it's been months since we did this, but really it's just been like two weeks.
1: Well it's been more than two weeks. So, yeah, we did miss a week. Sorry everybody.
0: Sorry everybody. I know that it completely ruined your lives and you've been sitting at home going, "God, oh, I don't know the witches next door, gonna talk about nothing again. <laughs> I can't so wait. Sad. So anyway, hello you... previous podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, Uh, we really appreciate it and the feedback you've given us and we're going to keep doing these. We might even go a little bit more regularly than every other Wednesday.
1: Right. We're thinking about making it a weekly shenanigan.
0: Yeah. So then you can listen to us babble on about, you know, fuck all. um,
1: Weekly. Weekly.
0: Yeah. By the way, this is rated uh, PG-13. So there are going to be a few (laughs) fucks every now and again,
1: but it will be. Not until later in October when that transition happens, so
0: yeah. don't get too excited. Yeah, but by the time, uh, you know, if we do our next show in two weeks, then uh, by the time that rolls around, we'll be on a close day and weekly. Yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Just in time for salmon. Yeah. And we'll have all kinds of nonsense to talk about. So, hey, Phoenix. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've only said yeah for like the last 20 minutes. So, what now?
0: So, uh, we are going to talk about house magic tonight.
1: Is, are we? Yeah,
0: yeah, wow. yeah.
1: Sometimes I don't know what we're going to talk about.
0: I know, but that's because you're such an experienced witch. You don't actually need to know what waffle I'm going to chat about. Mm. Uh, you've always got the answers. Okay. That's why I like you. Okay. That's why you make a good cult leader.
1: <laughs> that's funny. I was just chatting with someone on the social medias because there was this cult leader um, arrested in Russia this week.
0: Just the Jesus. Yeah, he's
1: he says he's Jesus. Come again, the second coming of Jesus. But he changed Christmas to his birthday, which is in (laughs) January. And I was thinking, well, that's what you do. If you're a cult leader, you change the holidays to your birthday. I would do that.
0: So uh, Beltane would become uh, April 22nd. (laughs)
1: Right. No, I don't know. Sorry, I'm drinking tea. So if you hear a sip or a swallow occasionally, that's just me drinking my tea. Well, no,
0: it's appropriate for house magic. Sorry. All right, so house magic. We should probably Yeah, house get, magic. Get I'm All guessing
1: right. you have like a litany of questions, you're gonna rapid fire at me as mm. per use. As per use,
0: yeah. So hmm. here's here's what I was thinking. So, while there are many magics that I think any one person or a group of people could do around a home or a, a house, an apartment, a tent, you know, wherever it is that, that you live, I think tonight I really want to focus on the idea of the coming and the going, the, the moving in and the moving out. Like that whole process of getting to know. A house, again, I'm going to say house, but communal space, but um, there is this idea of moving into your domicile. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you've moved from somewhere to the new place. Right. So there's this idea of leaving a domicile. Right. uh, Going into into a newer place. So I'm just curious, would you like to start with the here's magic you can do going into a new place, or would you rather do the, hmm, uh, we're leaving a place? And, of course, there is that bit in the middle. There's the house magic that you do when you occupy a place, when mm-hmm. you live in a place, the, yeah. the ways you get to know that. But I think, I think I'd rather talk about the, the comings and the goings because, as Prog says in um, uh, A Muppet Christmas Carol, life is made up of leavings and partings public.
1: well i feel like i feel like i have to talk about something sort of bigger picture first mm. so you know because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart i've been i've been writing a blog post about it for like a, two weeks now in my head i have a post-it note in my little calendar that's like work on this blog post but it's also something in, in my book what is remembered lives that mm. i write a a whole section is dedicated to the fae, mm. but I feel like spirits of place and spirits of the land and house spirits and those kind of things sort of all fall under that fae umbrella. Just to be super generic for a second, so leavings and arrivings or what comings and goings or whatever, uh, there is a huge um, responsibility in being a good housemate to the spirits that already live there and making yourself known and and finding the boundaries and introducing yourself and leaving offerings and you know all that kind of stuff and it's important to mingling and and potentially inviting to come along with you so it's um you know all of the things the the, spe- the specific spells or magics or rituals that you can do i feel like the first thing with leaving and moving in is how spirit works, spirits of the land work, um, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> let's break it down into the the idea of um, leaving a place that you're currently in and moving to a place, moving into a, a new place. Yeah. So let's start with the some of the leaving magic. Mm -hmm. And let's just make an assumption for the sake of our show, because it's, you know, our show, Mm. that folk have been doing magic on and off in the place that they're living now. So they've established relationships or they've been in a place for a few months. There's some level of stability in the place that they're in, Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that might look like. Uh, but that folk are already doing magic. So again, it's more about this disentangling rather than, well, have you been doing this? Let's just sort of make a presumption that folks have been doing some of these things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So uh, let's talk about leaving a place. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yeah. So you mentioned this idea of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you if if you were coming over to somebody's house for dinner and you were done with dinner and it was time to go, and you might be like, well, wow, this was really lovely. I've loved being here. The uh, spaghetti was fantastic. I loved that soup you made. Uh, we're going to go now. And then, you know, there's depending on whether you're somebody that ghosts immediately or you stay around for a bit, there might be four or five different goodbyes <laughs> before you actually walk out the door and, and, and get in the My car. My
1: idea of hell. <laughs> Endless. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, no,
0: goodbye. Yes, we're, uh, we're going now.
1: That's then. why I'm a ghoster. But yes, go on. Right.
0: So this idea of goodbyes—it's—it's it's never an immediate right. We're moving. Goodbye. Right. Right. There's there's a, a a ramp up period to that. Yeah. So talk about that. But again, I'm going to ask you maybe spend a minute talking about the, the spirits and and that. But I also don't want you to forget the the house itself like how do you say goodbye practically how do you say goodbye to the house or the belongings in the home when you're leaving
1: so i that that was several questions i know okay all right just making sure you're aware um where to begin well it's kind of um you can really marie kondo the crap out of it Uh, When you are getting ready to leave a place, you know, it is a, it is an excellent opportunity to go through your belongings and take a moment with all those belongings and, and see, does, does this bring you joy for those who are unfamiliar with Marie Kondo and the, the whole, you know, sparking joy thing, hold every object in your hand, does this bring you joy if it doesn't bring you joy, is it a necessity? You know, maybe you have a crappy old pot that you always cook your spaghetti in and you hate it, but you can't afford to get anything new right now. So it might not bring you joy, but it might be a a necessity, right? So the packing up is a really good opportunity to start, um, Doing that, going through your belongings and seeing what comes with you and what gets to be donated and what's just trash and needs to be completely released. And sometimes, you know, um, Guyan gives me a hard time, like when we go to move around the house or rearrange things or whatever. I often will find a book or a photo album or a deck of old CDs and I'd spend a half an hour like reminiscing and going through things and so it takes me longer to clean out the closet or move the living room around because I get the reminiscing but when you're moving from a place those things are important say so why uh, because it's connecting with the energy of those things you know this is a this goes into the idea of animism that everything has a spirit and a literally carry with you or if it's time to release it out of out of your space and let that go Uh, and you know you might pick up a a cd you know like and i know that's dating myself but i also have a whole box of cassette tapes what (laughs) but i actually just we have a a living room table that's a storage table and i just went through it there was two huge well not huge there was two boxes of cds and i just was like why Am I lugging these around? Because they have memories associated with them. One of them is the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack from the 90s. I've been carrying that around because I have memories of that movie and how affected I was by that movie and being a teenager in the 90s. It's not that I listen to it. And if I wanted to, I could get it on iTunes or, you know, if there's a specific song I like, I can stream it on Spotify or whatever. I don't need the CD. It's It's a... The sentimentality. So for me now in this moment, I realize I'm ready to let those things go is I'm ready to let that, that, that go. It doesn't, it's not serving me anymore. It's not bringing me joy. It's just taking space. If I want that joy, I can get it in an easier way. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. So it is taking time to do that with your socks and your cups and your tchotchkes and your altars, especially as you pack things up. You know, this this Bridget altar, does she need and want all of the things on this altar? Are they necessary? Is it time to pare down? Is it time to to beef up? Um, you know, and if you are like me, sometimes I can get a little lax and lazy with my altars. It is a reminder of, oh, I should probably dust more often. Or, oh, Bridget's whiskey cup needs refilling more frequently. You know, and reconnecting with all of those sacred items as well as your mundane items.
0: I also think there's if you've gathered things for an altar which are of the place you have a, you live near a forest and you've gathered pine cones from that forest maybe it's time to kill a rock that particular pine cone to the new place what if the new place has um I don't know you know sunflowers Acorn. acorns right uh, something else that is uh, if you want to gather a natural thing to be on an altar, yeah, perhaps it's the thing from where you're going, not where you've been.
1: And maybe you need just the one pine cone to hold that energy. You don't need the 40 pine cones that you've been, you know, using on your Yule altar every winter or whatever, right. you know, but it's a, like the, there's something, and I have, we've lived in the same house for 15 years. So it's been a long time since I moved, but, I moved a lot in my twenties. I moved every year and I liked moving, not that I liked the, you know, moving, but there was something about the reset and the opportunity to go through and see what I needed and what I still wanted and what I still treasured. That's a process we don't do enough when we live in places long-term, right? you know, and um, COVID actually helped us do that earlier this year because my shop was closed for three months I still had plenty of business things to do, but I spent a lot of time going through the house and clearing things out and cleaning things up and, and shedding.
0: Because you suddenly had the time. Right.
1: Right. Right. And we, you know, most people, like I know there's exceptions. My parents, both my my parents are divorced, but both my mom and my dad are pare down people. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I didn't get that gene. (laughs) I'm a clutter person um it's true yeah i like things. i'm a taurus and i have lots of venus in my chart. i like pretty things i just can't help it but um you know we don't make enough time to to clear out uh, and it can it's a it's good energy so even if you're not moving it's good house magic to at least once a year go through the the closets and the pantries and the the cabinets and pull out what no longer sparks joy, what yeah. no longer serves a purpose and release it. You know, I
0: think that's especially true with magical items. I mean, I, I think you, I know you've got this. I think I have too. every now and again, I'll open up a drawer or look in behind an altar and there's a, you know, a pouch of yeah. things. And I, what was the spell that I was doing with that? And if I can't remember what the spell is, mm-hmm. it's time to release those things. Yeah.
1: Especially if you take or teach a lot of classes. You know, there's lots of um, little things, chash keys, mojo bags, whatever that you make in classes and workshops. And you, you know, this is the treasured elemental bag that I made in my elements of magic class. And now it's been four years and I don't remember that that's what I made it from. Right. And that's when, you know, you get gather all those things and you go burn them and release them.
0: Right. Or some other bury them, put them back in their spot, yeah. whatever the, the most, appropriate thing. is. Yeah. The
1: most appropriate. And, or, or donate them, mm-hmm. you know, smudge them off, sprinkle some Florida water on them. Not mojo bags. Don't donate those.
0: Yeah, no, don't donate my no. <laughs> no, no. But,
1: you know, like if you have a, a chalice or a anathema or something, or if you have a, a coven mate or um, a friend who's interested in the craft and you're like, well, you know what? I, I don't use this wand anymore. I'm going to clear my energy out of it, cleanse it. Strip it and give it to that person. Pass it on to someone, yeah. Yeah, a wand is kind of a weird one to give away. I admit that was a weird choice for me to pull, but... But the idea is there. But the other tools are easier yeah. than a wand to get rid of. Yeah,
0: yeah. So <clears throat> go through the house, do that decluttering process, that winnowing discernment process. Mm-hmm. What really gives me joy? What do I want to keep? What is treasured? What is um, is the thing what is the treasure or is the memory associated with the thing, right. the treasure? Right. And is there another way, better way, different way to, to hold on to that memory without the thing necessarily or choose that? No, no, I definitely need to have this thing. Right. Right. So that's one way to do house magic, um, the, uh, especially of the leaving kind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what about, I, I know for me, like walking around a place and sort of looking and realizing, like in our house, for instance, there is a spot in our house where I proposed to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a memory in the house I can picture when I, you know, got down on one knee and and popped the question. That's not what happened. I know, but I'm trying to be romantic. But you know what I mean, right? And there are obviously there are rooms where in anybody's house where. Children grew up, or dogs died or or
1: <laughs> well, you know I mean this is the the stuff of life right? well yeah i there's a room where we're in the living room now on the other side of the house is where Josie McGee took her last breath
0: that that would be a dog by the way, just so you know yeah, but yeah, you josie know, McGee.
1: yeah, Josie and the pussy cats when there was three cats, but we right. don't have any of those cats Right, they also
0: died in the house or, no or, well, i mean they they Went into their dying. Yeah, in they,
1: the house. they lived in the house.
0: Yeah. But, right, there are memories. The paint on the wall, we chose that for a reason. The, you know, the, again, the, the kids had a sleepover in the living room. You know, first boyfriends and girlfriends and things like that came, right. came through the house. So every square inch of this house has a memory. We were talking about this the other day. Our books were born in, in these houses or were written you know, partially in these, in this house. So yeah. there's this entire life that lived in this house. Right. Actually many lives because many people lived in this home. So out of curiosity, how do you, I'm not, I don't want to say say goodbye to the memories, but how do you thank the house? hmm for containing, you know, this has been a container for life and magic and death and tears and joy mm-hmm. and sex and, you know, all the wonderful things that make life worth living.
1: Right. Well, I I mean, I imagine that because, you know, this is the, the house we live in now is the is the only place where I've done the well, because we've lived here for 15 years. So um, I don't know that I've had the same magical container, maybe in one other place where I've lived. Um, where a lot of ritual and magic happened and it was hard to leave that place you know it's hard to leave a place that that you've had so much experience in but it's like taking down a a circle it's taking down sacred space Um, and uh, so much ritual and magic is um, simple it's just saying it out loud it's just saying hey house and the spirits here thanks you know, thanks for thanks for the memories. Thanks for holding us. Thanks for, you know, speaking from the heart. And that can make people feel awkward, too, like to, to just take five minutes to speak from your heart. Maybe hold a lit candle while you do it. But just think the walls and the the foundation and the ceiling and the, the spirits that are that dwell there that are going to stay because. You know, my experiences every time I've moved, because like I said, I moved a lot in my 20s, there were always spirits that came with and there were always spirits that were like, oh, no, this is my place. You don't belong here. I belong here, right? You go along, but I'm going to stay here. So, you know, having that conversation out loud, make you feel kind of weird. Sometimes witchcraft is just being a weirdo and, and saying that and then, you know, making an offering. Maybe that's an offering of water that you pour on the front porch, or maybe that's uh, some incense that you burn while you're saying the the goodbyes or, you know, whatever. And then it's energetically taking your circle down. I I imagine a lot of witches already have circles, prickles around their homes. You know, that's one of the things I would encourage people to do first when they first move in. And we'll talk about that. I suppose when we get to the movings in part of the conversation Uh, But if, you know, if the last thing you do in a ritual is take down your circle, release your sacred space, that's the last thing you do in the house, you take down your circle, you release the sacred space, and you send that energy off to wherever it needs to go. But that might be your new house, that might be the children who have grown and gone, that might be the tree in the backyard or the walls themselves or whatever, but you have to release that energy.
0: So, would you recommend, you know, if you imagine being in a house and you've moved all your stuff out, you've unpacked the boxes at the new place, wherever you're going, or you've thrown the clothes in the backpack and, you know, skedaddled in the middle of the night, whatever your moving process is. But hopefully, if there's a moment when you, you know, you might imagine that the house or the apartment is empty, all of your bits, physical bits, are out of it. All the people are out of it, except for maybe. You know, like say you and me, for instance. Mm -hmm. And there's that moment to kind of walk through and say those goodbyes and pull down that circle one last time. But you can say those goodbyes, like if you know you're moving on the first of a given month, the month beforehand. Yeah. You you start. Well,
1: that's the packing up process, right? That's the pack. That's you know the going through the closet and you know things start to dwindle and the the belongings start to disappear and the boxes to start to stack up you know that like that's the process of packing um but it
0: also mimics the process of taking down a ritual i think right yeah. so you've done the magic whatever the magic was you were doing and whatever you lived in the house right that was the magic yeah and then at the end of that ritual the end of that moment you then begin to say thank you to the beings and the things and the places that were part of that ritual Mm -hmm. all the way down to the bit where you go right it's done right whatever those words are whatever your tradition might be around the end of a ritual but there comes a point when it's absolutely done and dusted and you move a ritual space right and that could be that last moment when you lock the door and hand the keys to the landlord or
1: slip them in the box
0: in the office or give them to the new owners or whatever that process looks like. Right. Right. That's that last bit. Mm -hmm. Can you say just generally a moment about grief? Because I think a lot of people don't realize like they feel out of sorts in their new place. And I think some of that is, you know, we've lived in a house for 15 years. If Mm -hmm. we were to move tomorrow, like I know when I got divorced, this is by one of the weird associations I make. Mm-hmm. So I was married to somebody else for eleven years. What? I, it's true, Phoenix. It was. <laughs> and
1: how dare you? Uh, what?
0: <laughs> it's true. I'd had sex once or twice too beforehand.
1: Well, you have two kids, so just the two times I just imagine. Twice. Right, right,
0: by accident, not <laughs> to. Um, but um, you know, I think it it took me about a third of the time that I was married uh, after when I was divorced. It took me like three years to sort of finally get that marriage out of my system. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean there was some unwinding that needed to happen, you know, some disentangling. And I think I't do think a lot of people realize perhaps that when when you move from a place, even if you're really excited, even yeah. if it's a good move like
1: right you you're buying your first house and you're so excited right. to get out of that tiny apartment right. Yeah.
0: I mean whatever the situation was, going yeah. to that new place is great, but there is you're yeah. still connected to that other place.
1: Well, yeah, because you know there's there's the memories and the energies there, and it takes time to disentangle that, you know, like the first time you go to drive home from work and you start going your old route. You're, you don't go to the new house, you start driving to the old house and you're like, oh, geez, right. autopilot. You know, yeah, it takes a minute to disentangle. And, you know, there are different layers. You might be so excited to get out of that place that you're living. It, you may have only lived there a few months and it was temporary. You know, you may have lived, you may have hated it the whole time you lived there. Uh, it may be a, a bad situation you're escaping from. Or it could be this beloved disentangle yourself from that that energy that place places have spirit you know and our spirit gets connected to it and it takes time to the and just like you said with your with your previous relationship you know it it doesn't just happen overnight the longer you're in a place the longer it takes to feel that detangling completed or whatever yeah yeah and I think that there's something else I was going to say and it popped out of my brain
0: i was going to add in that you know it's um so many of life's rituals mm-hmm. and initiations especially the ones around leaving i think sorry folks to be a bit of a downer that they, they're all practice deaths oh sure right there's 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 one big goodbye we will all make yeah um and we won't be doing the unpacking of our lives at that point. Right. Somebody will be behind going through those boxes and moving things into a garage or donating things to.
1: I don't know if it's age or what, but weirdly the, the, the clear out I did a few months ago, I was thinking that a lot. Like if I was gone and my kids had to do this, Mm -hmm. are they going to give a fuck about this postcard of, uh, Catwoman from Batman that came out in 1993 that I saved (laughs) from McDonald's because I was so upset. No, they're not going to give a shit. So is it time for me to let go of that? Quite probably. Right. So, you know, you also have to look at a place where you are, but I remember the thing I was going to say, what I remember about moving is there always, at least for me, I know I'm I'm, I'm an interesting personality. So, but there always comes a point where you're like, I fucking hate this process we've moved everything out and yet there's still all this crap in the old house. How is that possible? I just want to be done with it. And it's kind of like the labor process actually, because I've I've been a doula for a handful of, of births before I realized I'm not destined to be a doula, but there's always a moment where a laboring person goes, I can't do this. Or just take it out of me. I don't want to go through this process. And I find that's true with moving. There comes a, like, all the furniture is gone, all the big boxes are gone, but there's all this crap. There's like little bits and random papers and paper clips on the floor. And you're like, where did all this shit come from? (laughs) How come we're not done yet? Right. And you just want to be done. And that's kind of, that can sometimes make the final goodbye a little easier because you're just done. Oh,
0: right. So, the emotional attachment is gone now. You're just pissed off because you've got to, you you want to get out.
1: Right. I've right. done painting the stupid green wall. Why did we paint the wall green? Now we have to paint it white again. Right. And it's not, the white's not covering it up. We have to do another damn coat. I just want to be in our new place. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. 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 All right. So, things that you can do to say goodbye, you can leave offerings to whatever mm-hmm. uh, again spirits of place gods whatever it is that you've done in the house you can do those in the back garden in the front garden on the bat- patio you know whatever whatever right. you've it's, got that's
1: why i think like incense is a really good offering for that type of thing because it's it's a uh, temporary and you can burn it and say what you need to say and it releases you don't have to leave a thing that potentially someone else is going to move in and be like mm. what is this yeah
0: yeah yeah makes sense so um Lighting incense or other burning other herbs or or what have you to to give an offering of smoke mm-hmm. basically. Okay, um, I think the the decluttering process is part of the ritual, part of the magic yeah. that you've talked about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think maybe also the idea for me, um, you know, maybe taking pictures. Or, or, you know, looking at, uh, you know, like encapsulating, encapsulating some memories in Mm -hmm. some way, whether that's, you know, using a camera or your phone or whatever it is that you want. But like, you know, so that you could look back. Yeah. uh, If you wanted to, to connect back to a place or a feeling or a mood. Yeah. You know, that's a way to say goodbye.
1: Yeah. And that's a good thing to remember to do, you know, before all the boxes are piled and the couch isn't in the living room anymore. And you're like that, well, that's not the room we lived in. Like there was, look at this picture. The couch is here and we had a thing right. over here, you know, you take, yeah. but depending on how long you've been in the place, you probably have photos with at Christmas or Thanksgiving gatherings or, you know, that, that one party you had for your son's engagement, you know, or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then final goodbye. Crystals, symbols. Well, that was weird—an odd two minutes as we were talking about leaving, we got <laughs> disconnected from our um, from mm. our own show. So how bizarre! Is that So
1: hopefully you can hear us now.
0: Yeah. And I've got no
1: idea if you could hear us while we were disconnected. I'm guessing not because we're all on the same system, but.
0: Well, there you go. So clearly that uh, pause there was done intentionally so that you can meditate <laughs> on, <laughs> on the idea of leaving your home. <laughs> What we were just about to wrap up and say was, once you 've done all the packing, once you 've said all the goodbyes, left all the offerings, the last thing to do is take down any magical symbols or or agreements that you've got with the place that you live, right mm-hmm. to sort of bundle up, close up that circle, or take down that sacred space, however you made it right right
1: yeah there, and there's an interesting thing with that too, like if you have certain physical wards you might use in window sills or at doorways or whatever. You know, um, you could take those down at any, you know, at any point. Uh, And then, you know, so this is sort of an esoteric question for you as an individual to ponder and decide what your feelings are, right? I'm not going to say what the right answer is because I don't, there isn't a right answer, but. So do, then do you gather all of those bits up and take them to the new location and then redistribute in the new location, you know, is the is the protection amulet you hang above your front door, does that immediately need to go over your front door in the new environment? You know, like, so yeah. there's also this liminal time of not quite being out of the old place, but not quite being fully into the new place. Um, and how do you set up your ward protections and your magical spaces when the door is open in both realms and you know sometimes you have spaciousness where you have like a a gap between having to be fully in or out of one or another place or maybe you just have the the weekend you know and you got to rent the u-haul and get all your junk out and so it's a much shorter window that you have to worry about Um,
0: where we live here in Northern California, they moved to North Carolina. So they had like this eight or nine day car journey, Mm -hmm. right? All their stuff was being shipped. Right. They had to get their car from here to there. So they drove. So that was that liminal space. They no longer lived in California, but they didn't yet live in North Carolina. Right. And, and they were literally, you know, Driving across the U.S. And they
1: didn't have access to their belongings, yeah. right? Which is a whole other thing as a Venusian tourist. I'm like, oh, right. oh, I don't think I could not have my own belongings in the truck behind me. Right, right.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's the leaving. It's saying goodbyes and it's it's tearing down circles or, or gently letting them fade or whatever that process is. Yeah. Now you're moving into a new place.
1: Right. Right.
0: So what are some of the magics that you can do prior to moving in? And again, let's just imagine that you're leaving wherever you were for the best of circumstances, and you're moving into the next place for the best of circumstances. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, that's not always true all the time when you move. But let's just say in this case, you're excited to move into the new place. So you've got access to it. What are some of the things that you can do to make the place, not just the dwelling, but the home, mm-hmm. both, you know, physically and, and certainly magically. I know there are some things that I would want to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a big believer in cleansing before you bring anything in. So,
0: you know. Cleansing the new place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, burning cleansing herbs like sage or, or rosemary or um, myrrh or frankincense or anything like that. But, you know, doing a, a nice cleanse maybe even depending on if you have any idea of what may have happened in that space before you've moved in you might even want to do like a washing of the floors and the walls to get the blood off the floor yeah (laughs) yeah or you know setting up using like peaceful home products or you know products that are would have lavender and rose and rosemary in them or basil like all these uh, herbs that are really good for for peace and calm and, and good. Home. Yeah. yeah. Or you may want to, you know, do some, you may want to do like a floor wash or a, a wash that has protection built into it, you know, using protection herbs and oils, or you may want to, um, you know, do a little bit of all of that peaceful home protection and abundance, you know, and make a nice mix of herbs and do a wash of the floors and the walls before you bring anything in. Um, and then you have the the reverse opportunity. You know, you get a second pass at all your belongings, making sure you're, nothing squeaked by or slipped by that doesn't need to be. And then wiping everything down, mm. you know, a, and you could smoke things because sometimes it's just easier to run things through smoke than to wipe them down with a cleansing or protection tea. But wipe everything down and, and clear off the residue of the old place, the move, and bringing it into the new place fresh. Yeah. You know,
0: I think one thing for me that's helpful as well is when the new place is empty uh, and empty doesn't mean it doesn't have anything in it. Cause you could be moving into a furnished place. Right. But like you and your stuff isn't there yet. Right. Yeah. I think there's also this. Hello. I'm moving in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah,
1: you introduce yourself. Right,
0: right. And if you can do that ahead of time, like, you know, sometimes when you move, you get the keys two weeks before you move in and you can start dropping things off or, Mm -hmm. you know, heading over there and imagining where you're going to put things, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think during that process, it's a good time. Hello, it's us again. We're moving in in a few weeks. Anything you want to say? Anything that needs not to be here? This is a great time to leave. Yeah. Um, I also think, what would be important to me is, again, that's going out into the yard or the balcony or or the space and maybe acknowledging the people that have lived in this home and then maybe, depending on where you are, the peoples that lived on that land Mm -hmm. before you were there, whether that's ancestors, whether it's people in your line, whether it's um, people that were displaced.
1: Indigenous people. Indigenous
0: peoples, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's all kinds of...
1: I think that's also an opportunity to... Introduce yourself and thank the spirits of the land, the spirits of that place, the spirit of the house, and any fae or, or, you know, other worldly beings that may already be living there and, and are planning on staying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to make a good impression. Yeah. Bringing offerings to the, for those spirits. Yeah. I also think the idea of... Bribery.
0: courtesy yeah
1: (laughs) it's just like going to someone's house for the first time you know bring a bottle of wine or a house plant or something right
0: i think the idea of of um also mentioning who's going to be coming right so it's hey it's me and phoenix we're moving in but also and we have kids and we have a dog right and
1: especially if you have pets i feel like that's Or little ones,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, kind of see things a bit differently. Yeah, that's
1: an important thing to do. Like, hey, we have this dog and she's sweet and she's going to be playful. And, you know, don't worry, we're all here to get along. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I think also with that, the and not only are we coming, but we're coming with our memories and we're coming with you know, every now and again, we might have an argument, occasionally we're noisy, we're a bit boisterous, or we love it when it's quiet, we're the kind of people that love to sit quietly in the front room and look out the window, Mm -hmm. be like cats sitting in a window. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if you describe who you are, and how you might be in the home, right? I also think telling them that informing them that live there, the good folk of the place that there might be other good folk of the place moving in with you, Mm -hmm. right? Whether that's You know, again, depending on what your beliefs are, whether that's all of your memories and all your life that you're bringing with you or whether that's the, um, you know, the the spirits. I mean, I know for a fact if I were to move, there are, um, I have a kitchen um, God, you know, a kitchen Mm -hmm. spirit that that oversees my kitchen. And I would hope that they would come with me. They're they're our house spirits. Yeah. They work with us.
1: Well, there's house spirits up along to the house and then there's house spirits up along to the family or the individuals right so it's yeah it's introducing those family and individual spirits to the new houses spirit right yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: it's like a blended family it's like when step families move in with each other for the first time that's kind of it we're moving into this place and you're already here with all your Mm -hmm. things and now we're coming in with our things and Let's see how this is going to work.
1: And if you've done any magic or worked with any gods or spirits or ancestors to help you manifest the place, you know, like if uh, Gwen and I have a goal of buying a house, I think that's fair to talk about. It's not now, but that's a goal on the goal list, right? And so I'm working with specific deities to help make that, that happen. When that does happen, I think it will be important to honor that Deity first, right? And make space and say, "This is hap- this has happened because of you. Thank you, you. This is part of your space now. You know, this is this is where your room is. Right, you know, right. where
0: and set up an altar or a shrine yeah. or, a, you know, whatever it is. Call the yeah. name of your place, Bridget's house, or right. you know, whatever it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, that's really good stuff. So, what other new magics can you new home magics can you do? So, again, in some fashion hello, we're moving in, doing some cleansing in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, now the day has come, you're bringing in all your boxes. The next couple of days are a bit uh, hectic as you're putting things away and, you know, bumping into corners because you don't know where the corners are in the new house and putting up things on the wall and realizing nah, I don't want it over there. I'm going to move it over there. And now you've got a hole in the wall. You know, all those things that happen mm-hmm. when you, when you move in, um, How do you do the ah? We're here, magic. How do you do the settling in, magic? What kinds of things can you do?
1: Well, I don't know if this is settling in or not. I don't really. I don't know that I can answer that question. But where my brain goes is well, then you have to sort of cement. Cement feels is too too sturdy of a word, but you know you need to. Create the cast the circle around your house. uh, You know, create that boundary. Set up your wards. Set up the protections. Put up the things that that make it yours and keep it it with the energetics that you want it to have. You know, setting up any other altars that are going to exist in the space and and sort of unfurling your your tendrils, so to speak, so that your roots get sunken in and um, and that happens in a magical container, right?
0: You know, for me, one of the ways that that would look, so often I just kind of give you the, the sort of the stereotypical, you know, you move in, everyone's tired and you do the pizza and beer, mm-hmm. you know, on the first night, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's quick, it's simple. You get takeout, you you eat on top of boxes. Cause not quite everything is unpacked for me. That first Home cooked meal Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That first time when you're in the kitchen And you set the uh, The kitchen table Or you know wherever it is that you eat Right but you set that place just so And you cook in that Place and you I like The idea of uh, Having a slow meal Mm -hmm. Enjoying the cooking Letting the house fill up with the smell of garlic And onions and you know whatever else it is that you might Be making and then savoring That meal Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that moment when you sort of push the chair back and you're really full and, you know, you're grateful for the meal that you've just had, like really just savoring that moment in the new place, this first meal, real Mm -hmm. meal. Do from then on out clearing the table, wiping down the table, doing the dishes, putting away the leftovers, like all those things that you'd rather just be like, oh, screw it, let's watch television, (laughs) right? But like being really good, I think sort of sets the tone for the house, right? You can even set a plate at the table for the house right, or the spirits or the gods or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but set that and say, we're having a meal, our first real meal in this house, and we invite all of you, to this meal, there's your seat. Yeah. There's your plate. Please enjoy, us. and then you know, give them some food on mm-hmm. the plate, and then decide what you want to do with that offering. You can, you know, throw it away. You can eat it. You can put, put it, it in the, the yard. Right. All, all the various things depending on what you want to do. But
1: and this is where a, a like a housewarming party is a good thing, although you know that is not advised right now at this date. But in the in the future, even if you know you're moving. Tomorrow, and you can't have a housewarming party next month, but maybe maybe in six months you can. <laughs> a belated housewarming. And, you know, like when I first moved out when I was 19, we had a housewarming party. And that was because we needed stuff. You know, we were kids. We had all hand-me-down things. Like I didn't even have a laundry basket. You know, we needed stuff. And so our families came to our housewarming party to give us the stuff that we needed to actually live on our own (laughs) and when you're 42 and you've lived on your own for 20 years you don't need stuff right
0: just the opposite
1: right but you have the housewarming party to warm the house to invite your beloveds in especially beloveds that you trust i'm not a fan of inviting people to things like housewarmings or baby showers or whatever that are not good people And I know that can be complicated with family and friends and and difficult relationships, but I I don't like, and I don't, I don't think you need to invite, invite people into your space if they are not on the same wavelength as you and respectful of your life and who you are. So
0: inviting drunk Uncle Tony, who you know is going to start yelling and screaming and latching or whatever Uncle right. Tony does, he doesn't need to be there because no. that's not the energy you want.
1: In no, the and I get that you, you know. And I don't have an Uncle Tony. No. And there might be like your mom might be, well, but you have to invite Uncle Tony. Like I get all the dynamics of blah, blah, blah. But bottom line, people who are not in your wavelength and are not meaning you the best fuck them they don't deserve to be in your space but uh, you know you warm the house you have people over you have you share food you have drinks you have laughs you play games and then you can do a ritual together to bless the home and get other people's energies and that can be overt or covert you know one of the uh, you know Gwen and I have a book coming out called Life Ritualized where we talk about how moving house as part of of rites of passage that we all go through and uh, you know there are rituals written out in that book, and some of them are are ways to do a house blessing ritual where no one's going to suspect you're doing a magical ritual. They're just going to think you're doing this sweet thing to be sentimental. Well, and
0: something as simple as you know, if you whether it's soda or water or alcohol, you can go, hey everybody, we just want to take a moment. You know, bang the side of the glass, so everyone knows you're about to make a speech, and you say. We would like to just simply toast to our new home, to that happiness, Mm -hmm. to the memories we'll make here, to many more gatherings with friends and laughter and joy. And join uh, us. Yeah. Enjoy and join us. Yeah. You know, but um, it it could be something as simple as that. Just a moment to recognize this. This structure has now become our home. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Or you could go full on witch and only invite your coven and do a sky clad ritual and drum and howl and, you know, go and use your menstrual blood to draw pentacles all over the walls. What else you can, you know, and all the things in between.
0: That is a wide range of things. <laughs> yeah. From a simple Cheers to anointing the house with menstrual blood. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to either of those things, but I mean, that's a wide range of choices.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what beautiful and maddening about witchcraft is it isn't just one thing.
0: Yeah, that's what's great about you it. You have choices. Many choices. And,
1: and maybe you do both of those things. Maybe you invite the fam and the less magically inclined and you have a, a, a you know, a buffet of snacks and, and canapes or whatever the hell and toast and then all of the mundane people leave and just your coven remains and you all strip down and get bloody.
0: (laughs) What rituals are you going through? I'm clearly (laughs) missing out on some of these rituals. (laughs)
1: Well, you don't have menstrual blood, so you're not invited. Wow. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it.
1: So yeah, there's, you know, choices.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I do think I think it's important to
0: to build those whatever those rituals are. Again, whether it's the weekly family dinner or the, you know, I also think things like, um, if if you are a consenting person of age, then I think um like the the first time you make out in the house, mm-hmm. right? like that's an important thing.
1: Well, the first time you use the toilet, the first time you take a shower. All of those things, it's like putting your stank on it, Quite you know, life. and that's actually something to consider, too, is, is um, you know, for setting up boundaries and protections and marking it as yours, literally putting urinating in the corner, not in the inside of the house, obviously, but urinating on the corners of the property, marking that space as yours, putting your energetic boundary around it. Uh, You know, there's lots of ways to set wards and blah, blah, blah and protections inside your house, which isn't necessarily what we're talking about. But, um, you know, at least getting your pee on the property. Yeah. Uh,
0: You mentioned like wards and talismans and symbols and things like that. Mm -hmm. So some of the real classics, right, you know, you can put uh, a horseshoe Mm -hmm. over the door. Mm-hmm. phoenix and i debate over the differences about whether it's the U of the horseshoe facing up or whether it's the U of the horseshoe facing down no,
1: there's different superstitions i'm a down In kind of person
0: face. you're an up kind of person yeah 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 but things like that right yep. um horseshoes uh putting um maybe like a hamsa hand for instance mm-hmm. right on the outside or mm-hmm. a hanging a blue bottle in the tree out back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's all those kinds of like actual physical things that you can do as well, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, putting like tourmaline or crystals in the windows or the, you know, above the front door or whatever, just, uh, and even energetically, you know, casting a circle, creating sacred space, and then using a symbol or a sigil or whatever is potent for you and drawing that on every uh, opening, and you could draw that just with your energy. You could draw that with smoke. You could draw that with body fluids or, or a, pen. Yeah, or you know something that's going to disappear, especially if you're writing on windows or whatever. But go to every opening, and every opening means every opening. So every window, every door, every outlet,
0: heating vent.
1: Yeah. Uh, mirrors, anything that is potentially a portal of energy in one way shape should have a a ward or a sigil or a symbol placed over it to hold the container of your space.
0: You know, I think uh, this is an odd thing because it's a really mundane thing, but I'm a big fan of finding the the magic in the mundane and the mundane in the magic. Mm -hmm. I think like putting in a change of address form in the post office. Like there's a real magic there. Like mm-hmm. and it's a newness. Like my new life will begin when I start getting mail at that oh, yeah. place. Right. Yeah,
1: mail is totally a thing.
0: Yeah. Um I also think as much of a pain in the ass it is like changing passwords on a computer or um going into all of your credit cards and updating your address or right. getting a new driver's license with your new address right all those really crappy bureaucratic things that you have to do mm-hmm. but i think there is a certain magic because again all the time that you're holding on to that driver's license with the old address on it a part of you is still connected it's like if you had threads coming out of your body mm-hmm. that driver's license is a thread that is still hooked To the old life, to the old place. So when you update the driver's license or if you're moving states, when you get the new state's license plate on your car, Mm -hmm. when you re-register your car, like that process is another way of unhooking from where you were to Mm -hmm. where you are. Right. So I think even that is can be a magical process that, you know, tedious, mundane, oh shit I've got to send this off to the post office or I've got to spend an hour online changing my address on all these you know, locations or whatever. So you know, but all of that sort of stuff it mm-hmm. really makes, all of those things are magical because they're all about disentangling and um, rooting in the new place. Right. Yeah. What else? What else about? So that's like the We've talked about the going magic and the coming magic, the the moving out and the moving in mm-hmm. magic. Again, there's that whole bit that happens in between when you actually live in a space. But what else would you say, just as we sort of wrap up here, what else would you say about house magic
1: in general? Why is house magic
0: even a thing? Why is it important?
1: Because you live there. <laughs> that is the answer. I mean, you spend, you spend time there. So, you know, if you ever have or currently do live in a crappy situation it's it sucks you know it sucks to have roommates you hate it sucks to have a a a partner or a spouse that it doesn't isn't on the same wavelength or is abusive or whatever it's it, it makes if you don't have a sanctuary if you don't have a safe place it's completely destabilizing yeah So, you know, doing, taking the time when you do have the capacity and the spaciousness to have your own space. And sometimes, you know, I've had crap roommates. For sure, I have had crap roommates. And so I lived in my room and I had to make my my tiny bedroom as much of a sanctuary as I could make it. You need to have that space where you can feel safe and um, and yourself you know, and you you can utilize magic to help create those boundaries, to help keep the, that place safe, to help keep it cl- clear of the energies you don't want to call into your life.
0: You know, one thing that just occurred to me that I realized I like to do when I move. Um, I like the emptiness. Um, Not just like prior to moving in. Because, you know, often when you move in, you're like, OK, these boxes go in the kitchen and that thing goes in the living room and that thing goes in the bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right? I do like. I I love that bit where it's empty, where you've got a wall where rather than just going, oh, we used to have this painting or picture on the wall in the living room, like not doing that, like I, I get people want to feel um like their home in their home. So putting up things on the walls is a way to, you know, it's familiar. You're Mm -hmm. used to looking at that painting over the fireplace. So you put it over the fireplace in your new home. But I think there's something really lovely about letting the house speak. Maybe that painting's tired of being over the fireplace.
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe it
0: wants to be in the spare room. Right. You know, like I think like in Sometimes we inadvertently bring the crap that we don't want to bring to like physically, like Mm -hmm. actual boxes of crap. Like, Oh, look, I've got a box of 300 rubber bands and bits of stick, Mm -hmm. you know, like those don't need to really be moved, but also the, the, the energetic stuff. I think sometimes we're in such a rush to make the place like what our old place looked like Mm -hmm. that we, we lose what the, potential of the new place could be right so I think that's another thing like this this moment of stillness
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm looking at a book by Storm Fairy Wolf called Betwixt and Between and that sort of mm-hmm. I like that idea you mentioned that liminal space yeah you know just because you're in the house and it's now yours or the room or the apartment doesn't mean that you have to immediately like start Bring all your old life into it. Right. You can just get to know it, as it. It's like if you were dating somebody, you wouldn't immediately start having the same conversations with somebody that you have with a partner that you've been with for five years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You, there's that kind of getting to know you period. Right. And I think that's important to do in a new house, too, don't you? Yeah.
1: Oh, on that note, we're at time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hope that bit in the middle wasn't, you know, I hope you stayed around. Of course yeah. if you didn't You won't hear me say that
1: Yeah it was just uh, It was probably about a minute or so
0: Yeah it felt like forever But hopefully yeah. uh, You stayed about
1: Yeah sorry about it
0: Yeah
1: Alright I feel a bit sad now I don't want to <laughs> go
0: No I do I feel a bit sad Like I'm sort of looking around our place And thinking Of all the memories that we've got in our house Yeah You know and what that would be like To move them somewhere else
1: Yeah it's uh It's a It's a change It's a It's a New beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Evolution.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That is our episode on house magic. If you've got any questions, you know, you can always go on to the Witches Next Door on Facebook. You can go to the Witches Next Door on Instagram. And I think it's the Witches Next Hyphen Door on instagram anyway you can find us there you can reach out to me in phoenix individually if you know how to do such things (laughs) and if you've got questions about uh house magic something you want to know or if you've got suggestions or if you just want to say that was a piece of crap show stop talking about house magic you know (laughs) just give us some feedback we're open to that i will be honest if you do say piece of crap show we, we probably won't talk to you again
1: and on that note, thanks for listening. See everyone. Bye. Bye.